Welcome to Eyes in the Dark. We are a simple horror movie podcast, and we talk about horror movies, and we have a simple motto because we are a simple podcast, and that simple motto is Death by Celluloid. I'm Chewy. Thanks for uh, checking us uh, ch- checking us out again here. We are back. The Unholy Trinity is back, ladies the and gentlemen. The original gu- formation. Ghouls and... Lady ghouls. I don't know what the lady ghouls thing is. Ghouls and booze. Ghouls and booze. There you go. Regulators, mount up. What? Yeah. That's Warren G. It's Warren G. He's got it. He's got it there. Dr. Jurassic Price back on the mic. Um, He's here, guys. He's here. That was Wicka Wicka. Shady. Yeah, there you go. That's the uh, other nickname that you're known by. Yeah. You know, definitely Uh, all the time. white. Um, yeah, this is a horror movie podcast, and, and as I mentioned, uh, I'm Chewy. I'm going to go ahead and kind of get you guys in on what we do here uh, real quick. Uh, you can go ahead and find us um, on our website, stuffandthingsnetwork.com, where you can also check out some of our other great Stuff and Things podcast network shows. Uh, you can even use that to drop us a line if you want to go ahead and shoot us a message and tell us that we suck or tell us that we rule. Either way, I really don't give a damn. Um, you can go ahead and do that, or you can reach out to us via the Twitter if you want to tell us you hate us in fewer characters. Uh, and that's just going to be at EITD pod. Um, otherwise let's, let's get into it here. Uh, over here to my left, I have the one, the only Evan, Evan. And directly in front of me, I have the legend, the myth, the James. Yes, there you go, the James. The James. Uh, he's the learned one of the group. And uh, we are joined here uh, by a very, very special guest here tonight. You may have heard him on some of our other shows uh, in, in the network. He's, um, a, he's a saucy one. He is a saucy one. Def- I mean, he's currently holding sauces, currently. What is that? Is that barbecue and ranch? Yeah, hell yeah. Right. Barbecue and ranch. Over here to my right, I have... Like how, how do you... What, what's what's your name going to be? What's your name? Uh, well, my rap name is AC Aftershock. <laughs> AC so let's Aftershock. go with that. Um, AC Aftershock. It sounds like a Kool Aid name or something. It does. Kind of like Echo <laughs> Cooler. Oh, like for a sounds flavor? Like that, yeah. That Not like liqueur? a Kool Aid rapper? Yeah. Like what? <laughs> no. Remember that Aftershock liqueur? No. In like the like bottle that's like fake frozen? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's all I drink, baby. Or red. Yeah. That's what AC Aftershock's all about over here. Cause I'm so, cause the AC is like I'm so cool, mm-hmm. and then the aftershock is like frozen. So and there's a theme going on. Yeah, here. It's, it's. I've true. experienced a lot of frozen earthquakes in my life. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Have you guys uh, ever seen the day after tomorrow? I lived it, guys. Well, I will on Tuesday. We're gonna do that movie next. <laughs> Can, oh, that's good. I'm gonna share. I'm gonna share something with you guys. Tuesday's the day after tomorrow. I'm gonna share something <laughs> with you guys about about that movie, guys. Um, I remember going to see that movie in the theaters. And Day after tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. That was it with Jake Gyllenhaal, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see that one. Not so, a terrible flick. It was a Roland Emmerich, wasn't it? it, it sure. Uh, entertaining. <laughs> he directs all the end of the world. Yeah, it's like everything did he do, is dying. Did he do 2012? Yes, he did. Oh, that, okay. that was stressful. Yeah, it was stressful. You know it was more stressful than 2012? San Andreas. San Andreas. Yeah, I, I didn't oh, see it. Gosh. Oh, I, believe, I, believe I watched everything with The Rock in it. Emmerich did, uh, did the rock. Deep Impact, too. Oh, okay. See, there you go. All, oh, the, all the end impact. of the world movies. Um, I went to go see it in Rock theaters when it came out. Me. And I remember, I, I shit you not, dude. It was fucking stupid. But I remember coming out of that movie being like, man, what if the world just ended tomorrow? 
I gotta tell that girl at school that I really like her. And I like called her up and like oh, I confess I confessed God. my love and I was like, let's oh let's hang out or whatever. She's like, Oh yeah, totally and we never hung out and stuff like that. And I remember being like, But what if we die tomorrow? I didn't say that to her, Ooh. but in my head I was just thinking that and I'm like ah. Yeah, who was it? He would know. No, I don't know. Um her name was I wanna say you don't even know the love of your life's name? I, not, <laughs> not at that point in my life. No, I don't know. Um, like a Stephanie or something? Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't know. Uh-huh. Whoa, uh-huh. bro. Slow your roll. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Slow your roll. Some other... some other, Or like Nicole. One of those oh, two. Stephanie they, they were Nicole. They yeah. were sisters. So close. What? They, and they looked close. <laughs> they, they looked like similar. I what? can't remember which one I cared about. <laughs> I can't Nicole. remember I which one I wanted to save from the building that was like being frozen and the other one. I'm like, you could stay in the frozen building. I don't care. You can just die with everyone else. I try and block out high school and all the people that were there. It's true. Except for this, you. This, this is Adams, <laughs> by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's his real name, I guess. That's right. You know, um, I do the theme song for stuff and things. Yeah. Podcast. He so oh. he's got shrieking pipes. I'm cool. Yeah, oh, I, sh- I don't want to say that. No, you're bragging. It's, a, it's all right. It's all right. Cool, you got bragging. So, yeah, exactly. That's what I was going AC with. aftershock. That's what it's all about. Um, real quick, just so you can kind of get to know us, in case uh, you you don't already know us, if you haven't listened to the show here uh, before. Um, as mentioned before, I am Chewy. I got into horror movies pretty much through uh, the Japanese and uh, Korean uh, horror films, uh, just various a- Asian horror it just, films. It sounded funny. Just to leave it at. I got into horror films through the Japanese and the Koreans. <laughs> and the Koreans and all. Um, the various Asian horror films along with the zombie film. Um, if you'd like to go ahead and chat about horror movies, hit me up, uh, on Twitter at Chupacabra, C-H-E-W-P-A-C-A-B-R-A. And Evan over here has a little tale. How'd you get into it? Um, I just watched a lot of horror movies on TV all the time cause I was, I sucked as a kid. <laughs> My parents sucked. <laughs> I just true. was lonely. I love hearing you say and that. I just, I just watched, I remember, uh, was that TNT, like, like Friday night horror nights or whatever? Yeah. I don't know. I just watched a bunch of horror movies on that and just got wild. Just got hog wild yeah. with it. So you're thinking wild. Ted Turner for your... Uh, yep. There was a there was a thing like on Friday nights where it was like this... I don't remember his name, but it was like a hick dude who wore a cowboy hat. And he hosted like this like Friday night movie night thing. And it was they just played horror movies oh. on TNT. I thought it was a... Uh, Elvira did movie. it. Elvira, <laughs> Elvira, yeah, that was later. Elvira did it sometimes. Remember? Remember? Anyways, hey, James. What's, I, uh, I do remember Elvira. Remember? remember? <laughs> James, tell us about your horrid past. Oh, yeah. So I think, well, my first exposure to a horror movie, I was actually, um, okay, so a couple days previous, I had gone camping with my father. Yeah. And upon just going for a hike, we found we found a VHS tape. Okay. And we're like, oh, this is weird. Somebody probably left, left this. So we took it home. <laughs> That's yeah. horrifying. Uh, like a couple days later, we watched it, and it was like this really odd and scary like student film yeah. that was that was. Pretty creepy, and then ever since then, I got kind of intrigued about the creep out factor and uh, researched it from there. Nice, mm-hmm. classic, classic that for real. Yeah. It's real enough for today. That's, that's all you need to know. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. for today, <laughs> Adam. <laughs> I've just I've just secretly released the plot line of this movie. Oh, spoilers, what? Adam. Tell us tell us about your horrible past. 
Okay. What happened? What made you turn to horror? Do I tell my real story? Uh, I don't know. Do you? Yeah. Okay. We all told our real stories. They're all real if you I believe them. I don't understand what's happening right now. <laughs> How'd you get into horror movies, okay. Adam? Why do you like horror movies? I what type of horror movies do you like? always hated horror movies, uh, mostly because I had a bad experience as a young pussy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I watched Urban Legends mm-hmm. with my family when oh, that came out. Suck. Yeah. But kudos to your family to have a family night to watch that movie. It was like my dad and my sister. What movie Still. was it? Urban Legends. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That with was a... Rebecca Gayhart, mm-hmm. the mur- murderous. Is that the one actress. with? Is that the one with the Pop Rocks thing? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and that hook. movie scared the shit out of me. I couldn't sleep. Yeah. For weeks it seemed like, but probably like the night. Were you in like eleventh grade? I'm just no, kidding. No, I was like third or fourth grade. Okay, yeah. That old? To, no, it's, that movie, be, it's from the had, late nineties. Yeah, ninety nine or something. Yeah, that had to be yeah. like, dude. But but then that had to be like middle school. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was in like first no. grade. <laughs> no, I was like I was three like, years old. I was like three. I don't know when it was. Um, but um, yeah, so I was just completely turned off to anything horror related uh, pretty much until like a couple years ago, two yeah. or three years ago. That's that's interesting, though, because I remember you and I would always go watch like Saw, like when Saw that's came true. out. I mean, and like Hostel and like torture it, porn. So like the torture porn stuff was mm. didn't like really do it for you then. No, I mean, it just. It kind of was a different. It wasn't scary to you. Yeah, it was just kind of a gross out factor. Yeah, it was less because like Urban Legends to me was like the slasher movie. This uh, guy who's like coming after your girl. Spoiler alert! Sorry, yeah. everyone. Well, um, Urban, damn it, Urban Legends. So twenty yeah. years later. <laughs> so um, can't yeah, do it on the like show. Anything yeah. that was like kind of creepy or gross out, yeah. I didn't really lump in the same category. But then. I did get into slashers a few years ago and realized yeah. that they're all cheesy as fuck. Yeah. So I like watching them and dissecting them. And nice. Oh, get it. Yeah. Do you get it? <laughs> um, no. Cool. So, so like, what, what would you say is like your favorite, hor- like horror film, your favorite slasher film? All that. Um, it's, it's a toss up between Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Halloween. Wow. Those okay. are like the really? classics. Those wh- are, wh- which you Texas Chainsaw? The original Texas Oh, the 74. Yeah. Yeah. The one that feels like you're not supposed to be watching this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Like at the time? Yeah. Well, I mean, even when I watched it a couple years ago for the first time, I was like, it this just has feel, a, I like, an air I of like voyeurism. Yeah, because some of it's like really silent and you yeah. just, it's just weird. Like some I, of I think it ties into choose. actually uh, the Blair Witch Project a little bit, right? With some, uh, I would say so. Some of the yeah. fake news reports in the beginning yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I yeah I fake, but not fake. I mean, it was based off of a real story, or what? a real killer. Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, uh, loosely. L- yeah, but yeah. I mean, yeah. it was still based off of a Super string of murders. Yeah, like a yeah. lot lizard loose. A what? what was that? <laughs> a lot, loose <laughs> like a, loose lot, like lizard? a lot lizard. What's a lot? Lizard? Same, Same as a road twitch. Lot lizard? Same as a road twitch. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got yeah. you. Lot lizard. Yeah, yeah. That's how loosely based it is. Okay. Kitchen witch. Yeah. Adam, are you a lot lizard? I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> uh, Adam just along for the ride at yeah, this point. <laughs> Anyways, we're not. He's just going to answer Texas questions from right, now on. Yeah, James, <laughs> let me know if you need anything from me. I've got one important question for you, James. What is it that we do, and why do we do it? Uh, so we're here to look critically at horror films to um, weed out the trash and discover the good, and try to um, share the good with uh, the common people. So that people may open their eyes up, uh, similar to Adam's situation, and enjoy some movies that they might have missed. That's right. Boom. There you go. This uh, alternative genre could be a mainstream genre if you give it a chance. 
Hard butter dropped from the doctor mm. himself mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. All right, so what movie hey, are we hey, talking hey, about? That's grass-fed butter, too. Oh, grass-fed butter. Yeah. All right, there you go. A.K.A. I was eating grass earlier. <laughs> Doc, Dr. Jurassic Price <laughs> sipping on some Congoplex over here. Yeah. <laughs> Before I came Man, in. I, Congo, what I was just saying, what the hell is that? Congoplex? This, this is the water of the Congo River. What's that? Yeah. In pill form? Mm-hmm. <laughs> in Water pill pills. form? Well, they, they have to add the uh, oxycodone to it. Oh, so. perfect. Water pills? Aren't those just ice cubes? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I have this wonderful water pill. Well, you can't verify where they came from because there's no nutritional facts on ice cubes. Ah, there you go. There you go. Um, so we're, we're talking about a what some people are going to cl- call a classic, dude. Uh, Blair Witch classic. Project. I would say a cult classic. Cult classic. Yeah. Blair Witch Project. The... The Blair Witch Blair Project, Witch Project or comma the. Evan might have found out if he's accepted my notes invitation. I call it the Blair Bitch Project. Oh, I didn't oh, even realize that. Yum. <laughs> Wait, notes invitation? Is that oh, a thing? I just invited to... him to my notes so he could r- read my chicken scratch for fun. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's pretty neat. Um, I, I will, I'll be honest. I wrote this movie off for many years as garbage. Yeah. As like a tax write-off? Yeah, I wrote it off. <laughs> Were you involved in the making of this movie? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Can you give me some sort of kickback for it? Many years, I, I gained financial success off this movie. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I remember seeing it when I was a kid or younger, and I was I I loved it because it scared the shit out of me. But then I was just like, oh, that movie sucked. Like later on, when I was like too cool for school. Okay. Well, it became kind of a a parody, right? And yeah. Then people like, wanted to make yeah. fun of people. Yeah. Who well, and I think I think a lot of it too was like the sequel that came out. I was just like, this is garbage. And, yeah. I just didn't care about this. The and they the sequel whatever. was like twelve months within twelve months of it coming out. Like yeah, they freaking fast track well, that the shit. Cool thing about this movie is that it's like at the time and to this day it's just super polarizing. Mm-hmm. You yeah. either went into the theaters and were like, oh, what did I just see? That was crazy, or yeah. like, what the? I, yeah, I was wasting I my time. Yeah. Well, because yeah. it was a, especially it was the a, first half hour, you could you could be like, okay, seriously, yeah. It was the kind of the first found footage handy cam type thing the one that kind of put it on the map i would, yeah. say. I would say uh I wouldn't say because first, of its its box office success it made 250 million that yeah. it became a like the benchmark and they only spent because, what, like 60 grand on the movie yeah let's yeah well let's i've read a couple different things but very little less than two i heard that for every dollar that they spent they made eleven thousand dollars wow yeah. that's yeah. ridiculous they even i was reading i wish even, i could do that they bought, yeah. the, they bought the handy cam from circuit city and they returned it to Circuit City after the movie was done nice. and yeah. got money back for it. Oh. With, the, with the footage in there, and then Circuit City released it. Why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, l- no, the, I remember the little dicky approach, huh? Yeah. Save that I, money. I remember when this, the, like, <clears throat> so when I was a kid, I used to watch MTV all the time, and they would throw up, like, the, the it was a trailer essentially, yeah. but it was, like, n- like news reports, like fake news reports, right. like, talking about these three kids that were three people that disappeared and stuff. And I remember that, like, Looking at my dad, I'm like, "What? What happened? Like, what's going on?" And like, what reading about to it, those and I was boys, like, dad? "And I was like, oh no!" And then when I kept like looking into it, I was like, "Oh man!" And then when I saw this in the theaters, I was like, "Dude, I want to see this." And then I was, I thought it was real until yeah, like the day after I saw it in theaters, and I found out from everybody else that it was yeah, fake. yeah. That, that was the whole scheme. It's actually quite brilliant. Oh, like, super, they spent yeah. a couple thousand, hundred, maybe a hundred thousand on the budget, but then they spent over a million on the marketing. Because they created all these fake websites and news reports, and apparently when they released it at Sundance, mm-hmm. I read too, they passed out flyers like yeah. lost kids. Oh wow, that's brilliant! And, so it's like uh, kind of like that, that, like viral marketing, like where yeah. that took off from. You yeah, know? Um, it um, it's since then be called called viral. Yeah, but 
the term yeah. didn't exist or like guerrilla marketing yeah. essentially is what it was Wait, gorillas in like movie? <laughs> that's what the witch is oh like the clowns I'm that's going the now. mystery um no I, I mean that ties into what we were talking about last time also when we talked about unfriended how um the the youtube video in the movie that they're watching like if you go to that like site if you type in that link it takes you to the video that they watch in the movie like that's actually like mm. a youtube video and like what if it was a real video and they just made a movie based around it? that would suck that'd be interesting because they would have had to get the same people that were in the video I meant the one in the beginning on the girl shoots herself in the face. Oh, that one. That where one. she like kills herself. Yeah. Oh, for a second uh, I thought you guys were talking about Blair Witch no, Project. No, no, and I was no. like, what movie did I watch? <laughs> no. But but like 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 you're talking about, you know, um, Adam with, with people like loving it or hating it, you know, there's there's something unique there, I think. Absolutely. And, you know, anything that's gonna cause people to take one extreme reaction or another is worth talking about. You know, that's why we're talking about it. like for for like you said, it was a pioneer of the, you know, quote, found footage or the, you know, even in some cases, like the first person sort of thing. Um, I can't recall too many movies in general that use either of those, you know, techniques re- realistically. Yeah. Like um, prior to that, I'm sure there's I, like uh, Henry got, in, in, in the movie Henry. There was that scene where they're like watching like that tape. And then it's revealed that it was a tape that they're watching. Or, or, or do you remember that scene? I've never heard of the movie. Uh, it has um, Michael Rooker is in it. It's, oh, he's, he's I like love a Michael ki- Rooker. Yeah, he's he's like a killer. It's like back from I don't know, it's the eighties or seventies, but it's like these two dudes like on a killing must have been, spree. Must have been eighties because Rooker isn't that old. Okay, sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. Sorry, I sir. just know him very well because I I love. He's a character actor that I love. Yeah, but um. Like that, what they have is you're you're watching this scene play out, and it looks like you're just watching another scene in the movie. And the camera eventually starts to slowly pull out, and you start to see the edges of a TV, and you see the whole set, and it pulls out, and you see the two guys that are in the video sitting there watching the video of them committing these like horrible crimes and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, and and so you had like little bits here and there, but you know this. There, there were um there were a couple. I- the one that I actually had to look this up because I was I'm not uh, all star on found footage films. I know a uh, couple couple things, but I, I was curious to the same thing like what really kind of when did that break out on the scene? And um, I read that uh, Cannibal Holocaust okay. in 1980 yeah. was oh. kind of a big one because the whole f- it was like Blair Witch. The whole film was set up to make it look like this actually happened, oh. and it was yeah, all that, that was like banned and yeah that was yeah. kind of a big deal yeah yeah it actually like it a lot a, of countries yeah yeah banned i feel it. like it had a, a similar feel so to uh like texas chainsaw where people weren't playing it they it felt so real that people were just like no get this away from me yeah yeah, yeah. i didn't know that was a found footage movie uh yeah it, i've never seen it um and i actually yeah i i read about it because i've i've heard of the movie i know it's italian but i didn't know much about it but yeah it's yeah. it sounds actually quite quite brilliant just like uh strategies just kind of like Blair Witch or Texas Chainsaw with the the fake news reports what, and what I liked about <clears throat> Blair Witch too like from what I read about it was a lot of the stuff was like like the actors going into it knew that it was fake obviously or it was like a made-up story but like they they the crew and like the directors and stuff like that still did stuff to them to mm-hmm. make them I guess feel like it was more real like 
they Explain. they gave them like less mm-hmm. food every single day mm-hmm. to make uh, yeah. them like make their tension rise and yeah. stuff like that. They left certain things out, like the the whole tent scene when right. they were shaking the tent uh, in the middle of the night. They didn't know they were going to do that. Right? Oh, like shit. legitimately freaked them out. So it's like a lot of that kind of stuff. I'm like, it's genius because it. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they do that in a lot of movies, like where they just do stuff to surprise the actors or uh, whatever. But I don't think it's commonplace. I think it's a pretty cool yeah. strategy. Yeah. You, you have yeah. that now famous, you know, like uh, example with um, Alan Rickman and Die Hard, you know, where like they're like, oh, we're going to, you know, drop you off the building or we're going to we're going to let go of you on the count of three. And then they're like, OK, one. And then they let go of him. So that face he makes where he like, oh, that you, fallen, you see in, again in Die you, Hard with a vengeance over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or that. Sorry. And that, that's the one. But um that that's him like actually experiencing fear from them letting him go too soon or whatever. Yeah. You know, even though that. it wasn't like a huge fall, but you know, yeah. was, he I, wasn't expecting it. So I, when I was looking at the production budgets for this, I, I read that all the lines were improv. So I actually looked up the script. Um, there's like a script archive thing, uh, website, which is pretty cool. You can go to read, Hollywood scripts that have been released. Mm-hmm. The script is 35 oh. pages. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No dialogue. So, no, well, wasn't a it? Single dialogue. It was just backstory, wasn't it? Oh uh, no! It, it describes the action. Oh, okay. Um, so the there was a director, but the, he also had you know uh, s- assistant director, and then the cinematographer were following the script essentially, but they were trying to get the actors to play into the script. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they filmed like 18 or 19 hours of usable footage, and then just chopped it down to 81 minutes. Yeah, wow. yeah, because wasn't it, it was all filmed in like just a few days, right? like eight like days week. or something. Yeah. but it took months or something to edit. Oh, I'd, right. I bet. I yeah. would hate yeah. editing because that. Because of all that, all that footage. Yeah, normally in a Hollywood film yeah. that's two and a half hours, you'll get about six hours of footage. So that gives puts you in a perspective of 18 to 19 hours. Wow. Right? That's ridiculous, dude. It's, it's it's funny that like for having like you know small budget and like uh, a crew of unknowns, let's say you know like it's not like they I think have... everybody on this was unknown, right? Yeah. Even the director and writer. Yeah, uh, the director and uh, producers and whatnot mm-hmm. all came out of film school and made this movie. Yeah, like you have this like crew of of rookies and you know mm-hmm. all around, and you have very little money put into it, but it seems like they did way more work than all the other people you know that have the bigger budgets and the bigger stars and you know quote unquote experience and all that sort of stuff doesn't it doesn't it sound a little bit like uh what we talked about with jaws where the studios kind of let these young kids straight out of school take over (laughs) and there was a huge critical success spielberg and jaws and uh coppola and godfather yeah yeah and they these somewhat inexpensive movies to make. They didn't have to pay the director a lot. Kids straight out of film school make these classics. And uh, the movie makes so much money that Hollywood just then turns around and exploits it, right? And yeah. you saw that with like the marketing tactics of Jaws or or the the uh, gangster film became prominent in the 80s with Scarface, Godfather 2, 3. Yeah. Same thing here, right? You know, you have these kids straight out of film school just like Spielberg and Coppola back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, they p- produce um, a major hit, uh, Two hundred fifty million dollar box office, and now found footage is like, well, we get one a year at least. Yeah, right. It's a regular thing. The last fifteen years, it's become a whole subgenre. I mean, it's gotten to the point where we're seeing how do we reinvent found footage? Mm -hmm. You know, like that's how established of of um, 
a storytelling device or yeah. uh, you know a theme or, or whatever or even a subgenre if you want to classify it as such it's become to where people are like how do we revolutionize yeah, like that? with with unfriended like yeah. doing the whole online like absolutely using Skype and YouTube and all that yeah. it's like you got to keep it fresh yeah but in reality I mean like this was a not a brand new idea but it was a brand new approach to this idea mm-hmm. and I mean yeah Hollywood's afraid of brand new approaches but they want to just kind of find a new approach for something that but already if, exists if they can only spend 50 grand on it yeah then they'll take the risk that's very true yeah I, and i feel like i mean for the time too it was like i don't know how 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 many other movies besides cannibal holocaust that did found footage i've read stuff. a couple other ones none i've heard of yeah, yeah. but it's, yeah. And it's, Small it's handful. i think found footage is different than Full on like handy cam the entire movie like running and all you see is like leaves when you're running and blackness and stuff like that you know like yeah I think that was I'm sure Cannibal Holocaust isn't even like that uh, I know? haven't seen it yeah but um, yeah there's a, there's a lot of factors that would make up the genre right it's been a lot more defined in the last 15 years because of all the movies that have been made yeah in that style I right? mean, would you say that like Paranormal Activities kind yeah. of were spawned yeah. from yeah. 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 yeah I think and I think those ones were yeah. done excellent too because it's not Part of it's somebody walking around with a hand, like a handheld camera, but it's also like security it's cameras. Like a, yeah, a new, yeah. A new yeah. approach. Which, to, yeah, I find it interesting that um, now I didn't, I didn't go fully in depth here, but the director and producer of this movie, they mm-hmm. really didn't. They did a couple other movies, three or four, I think. Nothing big, mm-hmm. uh, but you have a guy like uh, was it Tyson or whatnot who did Paranormal Activity. Now that guy's yeah nuts. He's a film mogul. Yeah, yeah. He's been made 10 movies Who? in four years or something. Name? The producer of Paranormal, Paranormal Activity. Activity. Last name's like Tyson Tyson's or si- Mike Simons Tyson. or something. Yeah. Something like that. Well, yeah, I think, it was, I think it was Mike Tyson. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Is he the same guy who did um, House of the Devil? No, it's Ty You're West. You're thinking of Ty yeah. West. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um, this yeah. was a producer of Paranormal Activity, I think. Producer, director, and then he went on to produce the rest and a bunch of other movies. Yeah, it's in, it's kind of interesting, you know that, that the marked like, ones, <laughs> the marked ones, marked well. ones, um, well, like just that approach to it, or or lack of approach in terms of like, hey, we did this, and we're just gonna kind of that that's what we wanted to do, you know, and maybe a couple other stories, and that's it, and it kind of makes you wonder about like, um, you know, what what's the mark of of a real like. Um, a storyteller or like a real filmmaker yeah, and all that yeah. sort of stuff versus like some of these people that go and then they'll like slap their name on anything that's yeah. coming out and get residuals and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's not to take away credit from people that have done that because uh, I mean, Eli Roth has made, you know, a, a, some, some great stuff, but he's also, you know, slapped his name on a couple things that were less yeah. than less than great. And it's not to discredit, you know, people that have done like that sort of move, but it kind of makes you wonder, yeah, when they, someone does one or two films and it's almost like you feel like they could have completely bombed on every attempt or completely been like hugely successful on every attempt and they would still just kind of, you know, like call it quits after a couple films. Yeah. Like you felt like that's just the way that they're going to do it, you know, um, and along with just kind of that idea of really being like a, a true storyteller and a filmmaker. I, I really like the world building that they did in uh, Blair Witch, you know, the way they just set the stage to where um, they, it felt like all of everything that was in that movie, you know, none of it was like, well, we have to sell you on this idea and make you believe it's just from the get go. 
it's treated as if, well, this is law. Like the, this, this legend exists, Yeah, you know, this town, it, it's like a thing that's in there and it could just be a simple matter of the choice to use, um, pretty ordinary people as I don't know if they were ordinary people or, or actual actors, the, yeah. uh, the townspeople. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, it's hard to tell. And I, I do love how, close to reality they kept everything they they made it a real town they use all the actors use their own names for the characters in the movie yeah, and I, yeah. I think that's a cool a cool thing to do for for a movie like this specifically yeah. because it makes it a little bit more personal yeah and i read that they their families would get like sympathy yeah. letters because they thought yeah. that these people died from this movie and like yeah. that shows you how effective the marketing was and just the approach to this movie it, it's unlike anything that I've heard of, you know, yeah. at least to this point. And I, I gotta say for all improv lines and the weird shit they went through, incredible acting jobs yeah, or non acting jobs, I guess. But especially Heather as a director, like I fully yeah. believed I was like, that's what a film, a film student would be that annoying straight up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If they were directing. Yeah. Stuff. She was obnoxious, but that's who, that's how, who she was. Yeah. Exactly. It wasn't like, Oh, I hate watching this. She sucks. Like, yeah, was, uh, I don't like this kind of a person, but, it works You're like, for the I, story. I know three people yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More than three people like this. <laughs> no, I, I think you, you touched on something like real there with the, uh, like making it more real because uh, using their like real names and making it more personal because it, it's just, yeah, even for the person that's in it, you know, something different about like if I'm like, oh, Adam, you're actually John. And I'm like, oh, no, something happened to John versus yeah. like. Adam, oh, what's happening? Adam, and then you're not replying. Yeah. And I can't see you. And especially if they're using these other like tactics, like kind of like make, giving us less food and, and scaring the shit out of us periodically. Um, yeah. The improv was impressive. I, I didn't know that everything was completely improv. Yeah. Um, so there were times where I was kind of like, ah, some of the, you know, like some of the dialogue kind of like sucks, but Knowing that, looking back on it, I think it's actually very impressive because there were times where you would feel like, oh, this is a line that was very well scripted out. And now it's like, oh, shit, that was completely improv. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, I, I don't know, just like the things when like the tensions rising and, you know, where, where the one dude, um, what's his name, Mike? where he gets like really pissed and he's laughing about like the map because it's lost and all that sort of stuff. Or like he says that he like threw it in the water or like kicked it in the, in the river or something like that. Yeah. You know, all of that, which by the way, fuck you, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. (laughs) Especially since he was the one bitching about it the whole time. Yeah. You know, he's like, what the fuck good was it doing? And someone's just going to kick it. They just, he deserved to die. I will give credit to the way they edited it. The way that the, the characters like their emotional journey it just makes mm-hmm. sense to me. They, you know, they start getting like kind of worried, yeah. they're lost, and they, they start to get like, Ir- angry with each other. Irritable, like, and then they start to other. just kind of like lose it because yeah. it's like, well, uh, like fuck, we're just out. There's no GPS. Like, there's no iPhones yeah. at this time. There's, it's it's truly like they had a map that was pretty much their only way of getting around. Like, yeah. now we're fucked. Like, haha, we're gonna laugh about it. And then they, like they start singing like the the American songs. Yeah. And it's just like. They're losing it. And I, I do love, I, I remembered this because I, I would think about this all the time. Like, okay, if they're in this situation, why are they filming it? Like why? And they address that. Yeah. And it's like, so it's so weird. Like in this mindset of like, they're losing their minds because they don't know what's happening. And if they're going to get out of here yeah. and they're like, 
you know, looking through the camera lens is like, it's not even real. Like, yeah, I, like I, love I, I, that. I get, I get, yeah, I love I get that. why you love this because it's just filtered reality. Looking through that lens is like nothing is real so that you don't have to worry about it because yeah. it's not real. And that put an end to me thinking like, okay, why are they going to film everything? Because that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And plus, if I were hiking through the woods all the time, I'd be fucking bored for 15 hours a day. (laughs) And then at night, you want to capture that shit in case you get out of there, right? So so people will believe it. And I want to speak on that, too, because um, like going back to just the improv and just all of the everything they did to kind of fuck with them or create more tension. Mm -hmm. I just like had to take a step back while watching and think even without fucking with them or taking away their food or anything like filming this movie at night. Yeah. In the dark, in the cold. Yeah. That's scary shit right there. Yeah. Like that, I bet most of those performances were legitimate. Like when they're like screaming after each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's not their character. They're screaming for the other person. And yeah. Yeah. It's just, I, I like, I, I don't was reading think about it. That Heather on that last, that last scene where they're in the house, um, she was like so legitimately scared from it that even after they were done filming, she was like, hyperventilating and like crying oh, I, like I for like it. hours yeah afterwards. for sure yeah you start to so because out. no no you doubt start, they, they know the legend right yeah. they kind of know the backstory <clears throat> and it, it, it could get in your head because there was there's no one holding the camera but them they were actually operating yeah. the camera you yeah. which makes me wonder why they paid a cinematographer right yeah. but <laughs> anyway <laughs> that's beside yeah. the point um yeah no i uh, it, it's weird because it sounds like i'm up my own ass about it but I feel like when you're doing something like that, when you're creating something like that, when you're when you're telling a story, um, you know, the more you tell it, the more you t- the more people you tell it to, mm-hmm. the more it becomes real, and the more you, the more real it becomes, the more you feel about it. You know, whether that's a story about how oh the fish I caught was this big, you know, at some point, like you're gonna believe no, I actually caught a fish that big, you know, and if someone tries to tell you otherwise, you're gonna get pissed about it for real. Yeah, and here they're creating this legend, and they're you know putting themselves. In the legend, they're they're putting themselves, you know, where it happens. It's not just like, well, we're, there's this legend, and oh no, it's coming after us, and I'm in my dorm room or whatever. It's you know, they're in the heart of it. Yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, like you like you said, you're you're out there in the middle of the night, and Josh is screaming out from nowhere, and for all you know, that's Josh screaming because he got hurt. Yeah. Or maybe because you've started to buy into the legend, into the film yourself, and you might think that, you know, something's something else is going on. I kind of relate that to I I watched Making a Murderer a little bit ago and I just watched one on Amanda Knox. For the first I haven't time watched the Amanda on, Knox one. On Netflix. Is that the new one? Yeah. It's it's like when people are being interrogated so much yeah. that they kind of start to believe what they're yeah. being told being that they told. did mm-hmm. and I kind of it kind of makes sense like with this like I mean but they're living it yeah. while they're filming it but it's after so much time and so much happening to you you're just like well, I guess well, that yeah I guess that did happen or you kind of start to trick yourself into thinking that a different reality is happening mm-hmm. you know here's a question I have I, I have for you and I didn't bring this up earlier but um we we've been lucky in the past to have a, a director um you know, sit in with us. You, you're a performer. You're you're an actor. Um, you know, you're an artist. Um, having acted both in front of a camera, on stage, 
you know, you, I think, have a, a different insight into what, you know, the, the people in the movie and stuff like that are feeling going through. And, you know, I have I imagine at some point you've been playing a role and you've kind of gotten in that headspace that that is who you are or that story is part of your story. Sure. Have like you that. felt the method? <laughs> yeah. I mean, are honestly, you- it takes it takes a lot to get into that headspace. Most times when I'm performing, I can separate the reality from what I'm performing, especially if it's on stage, it's kind of hard to fully get rid of the fact that there's an audience in front of you. I mean, I may not be that great of an actor, but, um, with, that's why I like, I took myself, I took a step back while watching this and just thought about it from the performer's point of view. Like just how insane that would be to film this and just be immersed in this. They they're in the woods for eight days. I don't know what their accommodations were like. You know, just thinking that most of their day was spent. Probably not as good as Bear Grylls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. But just thinking that most of their day was spent telling the story and just being in this situation uh, would be like a, a true test for performers and for their improv and just to to create a story. Yeah. That's kind of like... I don't know if that was um, a good answer at no, all. No, no, it, it was. <laughs> it, that reminds me a little bit of uh, Tropic Thunder. Yeah, right. Yeah, we're, we're you know I'm a dude playing a dude playing another dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're you know it's like you, you have someone being like, okay, let's get let's get the fuck out of here, and the guy's like, no, like the guy like thinks like this is part of it, like this is the experience, you know. Yeah. Like ben Siller's like, this is who we are, and like this is who we are now, and they just fully commit to it, and you know, it, it by the end of it, it's like, you no, know, I am a fucking you know like military like right. hero and stuff like that. It, it's um or what's his face uh shit. Jeff Bridges, he's in it, right? God, no. who am I thinking of? Jack Black? No, 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 no. The, the older, uh, Thunder? Oh. the guy oh, who wrote oh, the book. Um, Welcome to the conversation. Oh. Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. God, uh. why am I confusing him with Jeff Bridges? Nick Nolte, where you know, like he's exposed for like never having done those things or yeah. whatever, but he bought his own bullshit. Yeah, you know, from writing the book and telling the story <laughs> so much and stuff. I, like you that. know, I call Nick Nolte the the uh, the uh, less interesting Gary Busey. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, they play like similar roles. That's true. They're both just not as wild. They're both they're wacky both, old white they're dudes. They're both drug addicts. Yeah. Yeah. He's Thanks the Gary that. Busey that couldn't commit to being Gary Busey. Right. He's the more, he's the more, more society functioning yeah. Gary Busey. He they didn't offer him the fire stick commercial. <laughs> he, he didn't go full Busey. That's what right. it is. <laughs> um, he got the Apple TV commercial. I, I love the way this movie progressed though in terms of uh, like just turning that dial ever so slowly. Like it starts off with just little tiny shit. It's a slow burn. Little cracks and pops yeah. in the woods. I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of got, I, I feel the difference. I feel, I feel the difference. I feel the difference. Oh, that's good. Um, feel the difference. <clears throat> AC aftershock. I feel like ever since like from the <laughs> time that you've, they, they're, their first night or whatever and they're filming and they hear like the, the, mm-hmm. the, like stones and yeah. which is a great cracking. noise dude yeah yeah that it sounds like someone fly, out so flying much. between trees is what i pictured happening see i feel it sounds like, like i feel like it sounds like cracking people, through the branches like yeah. like rocks falling on each other yeah like, oh yeah that's like it, by yeah. the creek like yeah. people like throwing rocks or yeah. like walking on like rocks like little yeah it could be that too. stones um i think i know what it is ever since that point though on is when it starts getting gnarly that yeah. first night is when yeah. it starts picking up, I, in my opinion. There's lulls here and there, like when they're like lost or whatever. 
but I actually found it, this it, when they first get out there, the two guys that are fishing. I kind of found that scene creepy. Yeah, a little it creeped bit. me out a little bit. I well, think like was, that guy, two dudes. That one dude was like trying to warn him. He was yeah. like, "You kids always come up here looking for stuff and wind up in trouble." And it's like, "Oh, you gonna find it? You gonna <laughs> find it?" Um, no, I, I think I found what it is though about that is that stones clacking. It's a natural sound. You know, it, it's something made by nature, but it, it's unnatural to hear that sound without a source. You know, without seeing you throwing stones or without you know, being on windy the ground or, or, or something like that, you it's know, still night. It's just weird to hear, you know, but those they're natural, sounds, but they're sounds from nature. They're natural yeah. enough to where like you go camping now and you hear yeah. that and you freak the shit out yeah. because yeah. you think it's the Blair Witch coming after you. <laughs> yeah. You think an old Thanks, woman with a, cl- a cloak's going to have open up her cloak and it's going to have horse hair. Exactly. This, that's what. That's what. Half half hair, half human. Yeah. I, found, I like the part when she, they're interviewing Mary Brown. She's like, she had lots of hair, like a horse, and you, she had like, you could tell she was a female. Yeah. Like, she, what does that mean? She, she, she had hairy. She was a female. Yeah, she yeah, had yeah. a body and a face like a horse. Like I, 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 I wanted more of that conversation, yeah. and that the Heather chick kept interrupting people in the interviews, and I was like, shut yeah. up. Yeah. Because it was because she was the director. She's directing people, you know, and. Is um, she a director in real life? No, no, actress. She helped write this movie, though. I saw. Well, she was yeah, like, by being well, in it, credited one of the writers. If you're improvising on yeah. your lines, Improv. you could pretty much claim. Did they credit. all all three of them improvise? Uh, well, it's unclear, but from looking at the scripts, they all did. Yeah, yeah. They were all actors. I also like the little boy who were hired. that oh, starts, yeah, crying starts crying and telling his mom to stop. That kind of creep. Like, that's yeah. like as a creep factor. Like, yeah, that was great. And, oh. and that's part of what makes it like more believable. Not like, he's like, stop, stop telling the story. Like, no, yeah. it's, it's fake. No, it's real. It's real. So that kid's like, I know it's real. I can hear you, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> um, yeah, but what I meant, like, yeah, that's obviously what sets things off, you know, after that night. But what I'm saying is it starts off with noises off in the distance. The noises get a little bit closer and they sound less. You, they, it starts to get harder to rationalize. Oh, it's just some, you know, forest it's noises. A f- flying bear that throws rocks. Yeah. <laughs> that exactly. sounds, seems appropriate. Oh, also now it's chasing children because, yeah. you know, there's so, oh, look, there's hands on our tent. That was the creepiest oh, wonderful. scene of the, the children <sighs> laughing? The children laughing and, like, just talking and then the hands on the tent. That was the most stressful part of the movie for me. I, f- I found the children talking to be unscary. Really? I was scared, more scared uh, by the the... Weird noises because the kids, really? I'm, the kids, I'm like, okay, it's either one, it's a real person with kids, which means I can hurt them, yeah. or two, I can hurt. Them. It's like some <laughs> weird haunting, and I'm just gonna run the other direction. Like, <laughs> See, but that's great. I, just I made, love watching this because there are different making. elements that. Yeah. That yeah. creeped everybody out I mean, in a different way. See, I, I would have thought the same thing you did. It was like, okay, there's obviously like the witch like has taken children, so it's like the spirit of these children. But I wouldn't have felt relief from that. I'd be like, oh, fuck. Okay, yeah. I'm fucked. I, I think my fear uh, is centered in the fact that I fear not knowing what I'm facing. Mm-hmm. And so that when you hear the kids, like, okay, whether or not there's, there's actually kids... kids you, you know, you can, there's, there's, it's one thing or the other. Then you, yeah. deci- to me, that's where I can but then make like a rocks decision. and twigs snapping in the distance is like it's in the distance. It's not right next to your freaking tent. Well, yeah, but then if it gets closer and closer, but you never but see it anything. Doesn't they just say it's, it's happening all around them? They yeah. don't say that it ever gets close. No, to them. no, I'm saying if it did get uh, closer, yeah, and also know, the fact that, that me out. it wasn't just happening from like the south, and then it's like you hear it there. Yeah, it was and then all of a sudden walking. it's the north, and then yeah. you're like. 
okay, so either there's like a shit ton of people all around us just yeah. doing this, or something's moving really fucking fast. Even even like the tent, like shaking and whatnot, and hands on the tent, that would freak me out. Yeah. If I, especially if you, if I didn't hear like the kid thing, because you don't, you have no clue when you yeah. hear the kid thing. You're like, what is there? Like fucking like like weird small pixie people out here fucking <laughs> with me? Or <laughs> if uh, I, if I, honestly, if I was in the woods today and that happened in my tent, like with the hands thing or whatever, like the, the shaking in my yeah. tent, I would automatically just think it was a bear trying to destroy yeah. my life. Yeah. Well, I was just in Yosemite a couple <laughs> weeks ago and, and uh, we were sleeping in the valley and I had told Steph too many tales of bears in the Yosemite Valley and she yeah. like, didn't sleep one night and was freaking out and kept waking me up. And I was like, we're on a campsite with 500 people. Like, it's fine. Yeah, so I don't go in the woods because of movies like this. So, this, this but see, but if you were there with a ton of people, wouldn't you feel a little bit more safe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this movie <laughs> turned my dad off of camping like altogether. Mm. He was just like, "Fuck that!" Like, I'm I'm not doing camping anymore. Like because of that. Yeah, it's it's really effective. It's it's very realistic, and the even like the twigs, the the kid sounds, and the hands on the tent. It's slight, right? No one's. Yeah. They haven't been hurt. Yeah. Um, but it's, that's almost scarier. Someone's fucking with you or something. It's like, it's like, you know, to talk about movies we've seen before and stuff. It's like, if the first thing you saw was, was a shark, like the body of the shark in the water coming at you, like that'd be scary because it's fucking killing machine coming at you. But there's something about seeing that fin pop up and just slowly cruise along on the surface that that just like it, it pulls on that like thread of tension, it it just builds tension really well, and I think just you know those slight little sounds, the way they start to increase, and you know there's other like little things like the little the little stick people, you know that they find yeah. hanging from the trees, uh, and you're like that shit's creepy. Yeah, because at at that point too, you're like, okay, maybe it's people who have done this, but like, what what kind of people mm-hmm. and why and for what purpose are I, they messing with us because they know we're making this dock or? I like I like what the guy said. You ever seen Deliverance? I was like, yeah, no shit, bro. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it's I a, think in- you guys were in it. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting um, that you parallel that to a shark, right? Because this movie inherits a lot of the the creepiness of Jaws by mm-hmm. not showing you. Yeah, the v- oh, yeah. villain. They right? never show you anything. Anything. Yeah. yeah, which is crazy. It's one of the things I I really like. I, I, Jaws is the same way. It takes an hour and a half to yeah. see the shark. They yep. they have that line where when they run out of the tent and they're running through the woods and she's like holding the camera and like you know it's like bouncing around and you see the guy running ahead of her and you just hear her scream, "Oh my God, what's that?" You know, like. And, and there's nothing on camera, though. Mm-hmm. So that's fantastic. That part, because yeah, that part you, was creepy. You you never see it. So, like, what was it? You know, yeah. did she look off to the side and see something, you know, horrible? Or, you know, was there something dead ahead that she saw that wasn't picked up on camera? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of where my mind went with it. I know more realistically she looked off to the side and saw something, but... The fact that we never see it, we don't know for sure. Yeah. In that scene, um, so in that scene, they all take off, right? They come back and they find that the one guy's backpack is gone. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's just like... Oh, it's torn apart. Yeah, everything's right. taken everything out of it. Is... And it has goo on it. No. Yeah. Well, that was no, no. before. So Mike... No, no. Same night. Mike's backpack was just, just like, like taken apart. 
Everything was out Are of you it. Sure, it was Mike and not Josh. No, yeah. So Mike's stuff was all strewn about, and then Josh's backpack had the goo on it. Oh, okay. Okay. Was that when Josh was missing or before? He that was before. before. This is like the two nights before. So, so to me, it was the first. It was the night that the hands in the tent yeah, happened. Okay. And they ran out of the tent. Yeah. And they sat there for an hour until daylight came up, and they went back. Um, and to me, instantly, it was like slimes on my backpack. I was like, guys, marked. He's he's the first one out, right? Yeah. They um, marked ones. <laughs> but what I found interesting was later when they're fighting about the map. Yeah. Josh says something like. Oh, like last night or whatever, where we all go all go running out of the tent, and you just take. He said he said he took a souvenir or something like that and went running. Mm. I, I I should have played it back uh, with some subtitles yeah. on. He doesn't use souvenir. He says item or something. But he said it sounded like he had taken an item from something, mm. and which made me think. Well, the beast demon. Yeah, which that's what it is. Uh, the, shark. the witch tore through a backpack, <laughs> a land shark, whatever item. Well, or do you think it was? Um, you remember like the first night when they see all those the piles, the of piles rocks. of rocks. And that's kicks, exactly what my he, instinct was. He kicks it over on accident. Yeah, he, he walks by. Josh knocks it over. His backpack gets marked. He makes a comment about taking something. I don't yeah. make a comment about taking yeah, something. I, I'm not. It's probably a throwaway. One hundred percent that I that I heard. Fully, and I don't know if that was planned or not, because yeah. obviously these guys got some cues as to what to say, right? But then Josh gets taken down first, and I was like, if so, it's a really subtle w- way yeah. to show you what's what's going to happen, right? But he maybe he took like one of the rocks from the from the thing or something like that. Exactly, that, or, like that, one of the little like figures or that, something. That was my thought, and then it's looking through the backpack. Mike's doesn't find it, throws everything out, right? Yeah, finds it in Josh's and marks it. I don't know if I'm making that story up in my head, but then the I, you, I like that you the, are to believe we are to believe, as my saying there's goes, like a method behind it that the witch it kills jo- or p- possesses kills. This is up for argument yeah. too, Josh, because he knocked over the first burial site yeah, and, yeah. and or took something. Yeah, and then Josh, theoretically, my theory, Josh is the one that kills the other two because the witch bewitches him. Mm. And he does exactly what the story of the man is, yeah. and he kills his friends. That, or he makes so he that, makes the other one stand in the corner because yeah. he doesn't like it watching. He doesn't like them exactly. watching. So him that's what kind of. Or Do we see ahead. Josh at the end? No, no. no. Okay, you so just it, hear him in the house screaming. So it is un. That's him screaming. Yeah. Yes. So it is un, well, untold whether the witch kills them all, or the witch possess possesses or drives Josh mad. Same as the story about the guy, the guy with the weird yeah. name. Yeah, he went mad and killed the children. He finished. So he did, did Josh go it. mad and kill? So that's where, like, I was confused. The other two, in the or be- did the witch kill all three? In the beginning, when they were talking to, to all the townspeople and they were like telling their stories and stuff like that, I got kind of confused because the guy was like talking about, yeah, let's this, get that straight. This I guess. dude who killed the seven kids or whatever. Yeah. I got to look up his name. It's freaking it, wild. And it was. <clears throat> Excuse me. There was. It seemed almost like that was the predominant story of like the there legend. Were two stories going on. Yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah. It didn't seem to me like the, the witch was really anything That's except weird. for a long time ago, maybe yeah. the horse lady and the cloak <laughs> to Mary Brown. Um, but it seemed like that everybody was talking about this dude. Yeah. And he killed these kids, well, and then like when he was in trial, like it felt like he was watching everybody, kind of thing, and whatever. Yeah. And so, so I was like. I think what, what it was. What is it? Is, this, is it the witch that's, that's out here that's oh, doing this? Or is it like. The guy's name is Rustin Parr. 
Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So <laughs> he's so he's the one who that's how that, the house color. belonged to. It's him. Yeah. No, no, are, it is because we are to believe. Yeah. He well, no, it is because, the witch. because in the sequel, Book of Shadows. Oh shit! <laughs> oh. They uh, that's what the whole premise of the movie is: is that these people go yeah. to this house and they turn it into like a like a haunted tour type thing. Oh, like a Halloween five with Buster Rhymes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jesus six. Right. But they well, call it. But it's. But they. I remember yeah. reading the synopsis of the second one, and it was like Rustin Parr's house or a cabin or whatever yeah Uh, i just didn't know whether or not the witch was supposedly living there well i mean i think what it is evan is years before maybe it was the witch originally and then it possessed this dude and he did all the murders right and that's that's, what i was kind of like the whole you know like uh, amityville thing where it's like the the defeo you know uh, i forgot what his first name is mr defeo like he he's the one that like did the thing are you talking about amityville what are you talking about who's defeo I, uh, I thought that was their last name, the De- DeFeo family. In real life, I think it was. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. IRL. Oh wait, no, the, they're Reynolds? the ones that IRL. Were, well, but Earl. you have like the family that lived there before. You know, like the the dad went nuts and like killed yeah, everyone yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But you know, he claimed that he was like possessed by something or something made him do it, influence him. I think that's what it is. You have like a, a tragedy that happened, and then it's like there's this legend, and people you know say that that's what influenced him and stuff. And I, that that legend being the Blair Witch. So let's go back further because. Mm-hmm. I, I had to piece that together because I was confused. I was yeah. like, they were talking about this guy, so where did the witch come from? Yeah. And either the guy lived there and the witch lived there, mm-hmm. or the guy built a place, right? Um, and the witch bewitched him. I think it was more of like he just built a house in the middle of nowhere. And Could have been. There was right. this legend of this witch. and Did like he, I, I, like cross her or something like that well, in some way? The, they didn't mention years, but then mm-hmm. they do if you look it up online. And so I piece together that the witch possessed him or bewitched him because he was saying the witch didn't exist type of thing mm-hmm. and went out to the woods. The people were like, oh, the woods are haunted. He's like, oh, forget the woods. I'm going yeah. out. Or, forget you. I'm going out in the woods, right? Yeah. And so why would the witch do that if he doesn't believe in the witch? Well, and then the witch goes after these guys for tampering with it or not believing in it or, mm-hmm. or or believing in it right yeah so it's almost and i'm assuming which in maryland at the time salem witch trials yeah right well, well yeah. not at the time but in the 1700s 1600s salem witch trials so this witch might not have been a witch was burned at the stake is haunting people who don't believe in witches or yeah. who do believe in witches yeah right so that's kind of what i was piecing together hmm. yeah I mean, if if she was a witch and was like went after him because he's like fuck witches, they don't like, fuck witches get get money, you know, <laughs> as they generally say. Yes, <laughs> and, I think it's the old Bostonian language. Yeah, as was the style at the time. Um, like, I, I to me, I'm like the, the motivation there would be simple. It's oh, you don't fucking believe in witches. You don't think I'm a witch? Well, I'll fucking show you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just like the the like, well, I'll prove it to you. I'll prove you wrong. Sort of scenario. Yeah, it's it's like a, it's almost got a feminist tone to it of like prosecution of, yeah, witches or women, whatever yeah. you want to. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Same or uh, did you they, the house burned down, right? I think that's it what they had mentioned. Looks pretty burned to me. Yeah. yeah, it looks slightly burned in my opinion. Oh, so maybe witch trials burn the witch. That's what I'm thinking. In the house, we're piecing it together. This is <laughs> I don't think story. it's her house. 
I honestly don't think it's her. I think it's that dude went out there and built a house out there in the middle of the woods because he wanted. Maybe he was hmm. prosecuting witches and she set fire to his house. But yeah. it didn't look burned to me. It looked run down and like like falling apart, but it didn't look burned. It looked black and charred. How did it get burned? All the exactly, Bernie Mac. All the all the walls were still all the stuff. All the Bernie walls Mac were, burned. Yeah. All. <laughs> I, I don't know what that was. I gotta tell James Brown. I gotta tell Nick Cage immediately. How'd all, get burned? all the all the walls were still white. They weren't charred or anything like that. Like, oh, well, I'm gonna bring that into this. Well, I mean, you know, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I. I I, I think I think something that's pretty rad though is that like a legend, like an actual you know urban legend or a myth, we can't like oh this is the exact story and this is what it was like we're like pulling these bits and pieces and because it's a kinda, made up story. <laughs> yeah, uh, what, what I'm saying is it's they don't spell it you out know, for it, us. Though. I don't know if they were this brilliant, but good point to maybe they wanted people to go online. And search it, and then they put up the fake website, mm-hmm. and then you start researching more about it. Gets you more into the movie. Yeah, makes them money. Yeah, it, it's. I, I'm just saying that, like, even though, like, yes, obviously it's not real, Evan. But what I'm talking about is that, like, like any urban legend we would hear about, you know, whoever it is, or the the escaped mental patient here or there, whatever it is, where people's like, well, I heard it was this. Oh, but you're forgetting about this. And, you know, like where people were putting these weird things together. That's what we're doing right now about this, this fake legend. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Is it overanalyzing it? Yeah. I imagine most of these legends are not real anyways. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, you've got a point there. Another clarification thing. What is the body part? That jo- of Josh that uh, Heather finds? It was just hair and teeth. See, I thought it was a, just, oh. I saw a tooth. And I thought there was a tongue. Was a piece but... of a tongue. Was, oh, was it a tongue? I was thinking I, an it ear. It looked like a little hunk of meat, and yeah. so I thought it was like a tongue. Yeah, I thought it was an hair, ear. blood, and teeth. I didn't see hair at all. Wrapped up, and there's like hair on the top left. Or maybe it was like a piece of scalp or something. I read that it was his real hair, and they got like teeth from a do- like a dentist that they knew. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, hey doc, doc, you got any spare teeth? <laughs> can I get some of those teeth you put in the spray paint cans? I thought you. Hey, you pull any whistles out? Dog. <laughs> I found a dog in the woods. And <laughs> come here, come here, here doggy, come here, boy. Doggy. Let me get that. Tooth. Well, that's how you get rid of a witch. You get the tooth of the dog that bit you. Yeah, there you go. Ah, it's, it's not werewolves. <laughs> well, that, 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 that would have made more sense, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That that sounds like it'd be a little bit more logical. Uh, but yeah, no, you get the tooth the of teeth. the dog that bit you, and then you stab the witch with it. There's Everybody so many, knows this. There's so many parts of this movie that I, because I haven't watched it in God I had yeah. years. I haven't seen it since the theater. Probably same for me. Or I, I might have watched it once, like in high school, that I kind of remember. But um, there was parts of it that I was like waiting for, and it didn't happen. I was like, why did I think that part was? I, I, remember, I thought you saw the witch at the end. As I recall, see, I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. I knew that, but I, I knew that you didn't see her. But I thought that there was a part where they like they came up to like a, I don't know, like a like by the water, like a little, I don't know what you call it, but like where it's like an opening, almost like a cave, but in the woods, uh-huh. not, like not in a log, but like a, it's almost like a little cave. And I thought that that's where they found like his teeth and the mm-hmm. blood and stuff like that. I don't know why I thought that. Maybe there's different releases. <clears throat> of this and then yeah. And then I thought that remember in the beginning well, there, where they're there talking were, about like, maybe you were thinking like of the movie four teeth. alternate or like four endings to this movie well, I don't know was it the, then I always remember remember in the beginning I'm when they sure. were talking about that rock where they found the the guy's laid oh, rock yeah, or yeah. something yeah but then Sacrifice they came back and they're gone I thought that, that that's where they found Josh for some reason huh. 
like laid uh, out on that rock. There's multiple endings to this movie because I we so we went and uh, I I picked up the the Blu-ray because I was like oh it's not streaming anywhere or something like that and then I I picked it up and then I was like let me double check and then it ended up being on Hulu. Um, so I just watched it there, but on on like the the Blu-ray thing, it says like like four alternate endings or something Ooh, like that. Watch those. So yeah. maybe it's like one of those or something. I really want to see like that, and there's like a little weird like um, accompanying docu- documentary yeah. or something like that. Oh um, yeah, that they released actually before the no, movie. From it was after the it was, but it was like the news footage that they used for the movie, and. Um, I saw something that like they put it on Sci-Fi yeah, Channel in the weeks too. leading up to. Huh. Well, I think it was like that was like the viral marketing stuff, but I think the documentary is more than that. Though. Oh, cool! And I think it was, it nice. was after. I don't know. I could be wrong. I want to imagine that one of the alternate endings is the toothless dog coming up and <laughs> getting back my teeth, just trying to bite them, <laughs> just gumming them, gumming them real good. Um, so you you watched this uh, recently, James, to kind of like refresh and stuff. It sounded like yeah, Adam, did, did you? Today, today, yeah. So I like to watch them fresh, keep I, it fresh. That's that's what I do, yeah. Too. Um, so, what did you guys think versus like the first time that you saw it? For for me, I remember the first time I saw it in theaters. Um, it, it it's now there's times where I felt like man, this was like I feel like so much better in like the theaters, and simply because. You're fully immersed in a completely like dark room. The sound, you know, especially with the, like the little sounds, because you know they're using like these little um, handheld cameras and stuff like that. You know, it doesn't pick up the sound quite as well for anything that they used off of that. But you have like the surround sound for any like little things that they did. You know, pick up on like a more sophisticated sound system. Where when I was watching, I was like in my room, like all the lights were off, like everything was dark. As dark as I could, and it was it was all right, um, but there were definitely times where I'm like straining to like hear something or whatever, and it was kind of like there were times where it definitely pulled me out of it. Yeah, they always they always edit the sound yeah. for five point one surround sound, right? Yeah. The, the thing, like that, I would say is, I think seeing this in theaters when I was a kid, thinking that it was real going into it, or whatever, you know, somewhat real, um, and just being kind of like not. I mean, back then, like like we talked about, like back then there was nothing like this to us, at least maybe in the mainstream. So it was different and weird and new and and freaky. Where now, like rewatching it, like I mean, I mean, one knowing what the Blair Witch is and knowing that it's fake, obviously, so that already dilutes dilutes your opinion. Yeah, and then seeing all this other found footage stuff just in the last ten years or whatever. Um, for me, it was not as scary. I felt like I was straining to hear things just so I could pick up on things that I maybe missed the first yeah. time I saw it or whatever. And then also, like, um, uh, it, it went by way faster to me. Like, it was, like, over instantly, in my opinion. Quick. Like, it was only an hour and a half or hour and 20 minutes or something like yeah. that. But, like, like, I feel like I started watching it today and, like, by the yeah time, you know what I mean? Like, it was just, like, oh, out of nowhere, it was over. And I was like, oh. It does kind of end out of nowhere. Well, I, I don't mean that. I just mean like that. Like it just didn't seem like as soon as like the first night with like the sounds and stuff like that, from that point on, it like flew by for me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's only probably half an hour, 40 minutes of. No, I think that's like the last night. like 45 minutes to an hour. 
I think the, the first half hour is like the, the slow stuff. Yeah, it's, well, it's an hour and 20 minutes and the first 30 minutes, nothing. Yeah. Nothing happens. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's... Watching it now is just different because of what we've been from, introduced to, I think. What I, I remember as a kid seeing it in theaters, um, I was bothered by all the handicam shakiness. Everybody, yeah. everybody and, hated it. Yeah, and now it doesn't bother me at all. I no. actually enjoyed the movie more because I'm used to that now. Mm. So I, I was fine with it, but I remember in the theaters being annoyed by it. I will say that it is still, handicam-wise, it's still a lot more excessive than most that are out today. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just the like the it's running just like a bush for yeah. like yeah. two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like like some some that are out now yeah. like they'll be running, but they'll be like kind of like in front of them, like filming. You know, where this one is just like I'm just running and my cameras. I don't give a shit about my camera. Right yeah. now. And that plays into the you know like faux realism. Mm-hmm. You know the the thing is like if this was a real thing, they wouldn't be like oh you know trying to capture it or whatever. They'd just be like. Fuck it, <laughs> I'm out of here. You yeah. know that sort of thing. But in that case, one of them just dropped the camera and just bailed. They might. That doesn't uh, make a good movie, Evan. I know. <laughs> um, what about you, Adam? Uh, they rented well, that camera. They had to get it back. They yeah. were very clear about yeah. it. <laughs> I only saw this movie for the first time like two or three years ago, so I don't have that uh, same experience. Yeah. I remember when it came out. Mm-hmm. I specifically remember hearing about people that walked out of the theaters. Like, yeah, some people loved it. People a lot of people hated up. it. It was just like it was such a phenomenon that you could not ignore that it was happening, but I just didn't watch it. I actually, fun little fact, went and saw Inspector Gadget instead. <laughs> While my dad and sister saw Blair Witch Project, uh, me and my mom saw Inspector Gadget. <laughs> nice. e- e- equally as qu- scary. Matthew <laughs> Broderick. Terrifying. Very scary. But, but Matthew not Broderick. as good box office wise. Yeah, right? Terrifying. But yeah, so I, I remember all that happening. I, I, that's, you know, how it affected me was just he- hearing all of all the viral marketing and that it seems so realistic and are these people okay? You know, all that stuff. I remember experiencing that, but just not having seen, seen the movie. Um, when I first saw it, like a couple of years ago, I don't really, I didn't really think about it too much. <coughs> I just kind of wanted to watch it cause I, it's something yeah, yeah. that you kind of have to see. Um, I, I liked it. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I just kind of something that happened to me. Um, <laughs> but did it I scare you though. You or let did it, it freak out. No, it it didn't. It was creepy, but yeah. it didn't scare me or anything. I actually watching it more recently. I watched it like a few weeks ago, and then again today. I I love everything that the movie stands for. Like everything that came along with it. Yeah. I love dissecting it. I mean, that's what I do with horror movies, anyways. I just love learning about how it was made, why it was made, why people made certain decisions with it, and this movie is like at the top of the list for, you know, how it was made and why it was made and Mm -hmm. just how it affected people. And, um, I love that. And I buy into that more so than just liking it or, you know, not liking it on a, on a base level. That makes any sense. I just like delving into it. That makes sense. Yeah. How'd you guys feel about the ending? Because, like you said, it was kind of sudden or whatever. For for me, this was, like, one of the first movies that I can recall that had the ending that, like, at, at that point, I don't know what it was. If it was um, I wasn't, you know, paying attention to film or if film just wasn't really doing it at the time. Um, but this, this is kind of one of the bigger, like, scary movies I remember, like, first seeing even before I was into, like, 
horror movies and, and, and stuff like that. Um, but I remember this was like the first time that I watched a movie where I was like, you know, like that's it, you know, or like, or like that's how it ended. Like, well, did they get away or, or who won, yeah. you know, like, because what was for the me, score? there, there was a mentality at the end that's like, you either have the like, and then everything was okay. You know, like even yeah. in other horror or films, everyone died. I, yeah. You know, it's stuff like that, you know, but this was the first, it was just like, it just kind of ended and sure. that makes it more unsettling. I think, you know, and I, I think it plays into the movie and makes it better. The fact that it's just so ambiguous. For me, the ending was my favorite part of the movie, to be honest. Because it's like, it's so, like, uh, like it crescendos so high, like, as far as, like, the anxiety and, like, the stressfulness at that point where they're, like, in the house, they're freaking out, they hear Josh, they're screaming, they're panting, they're crying, like, they're running. And then you see at that very end, like, you know, they're in the basement or whatever, and you, you see Mike in the corner, and then you just the camera knocks over and it's, it's done. And you're just like, like at first you get that, like what? But at the same time you're like, Oh, that makes, that makes it more creepy and scary. <laughs> like yeah, we have that no you idea. don't know what happens. And it's just silent with the credits roll. And you're just like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I echo that sentiment. I, I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was a perfect ending. Like your, they... your emotions are like, yeah. yeah! Oh, <laughs> Okay. And I, I yeah, like absolutely. I, I like that they didn't exaggerate Mike in the corner either. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think the first time I saw it that I understood that. Of course, I was like twelve or whatever. Yeah. But now watching, I was like, really, really move. Because they talk about it earlier about the guy. Yeah, made yeah, the yeah. kid stand in the corner. Um, I also find it curious what you guys think of who actually killed Heather, whether it was Josh or a hairy titted witch. <laughs> <laughs> Harry maybe it's, road maybe it's good yeah. that our titty count on this one was zero. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I like that. I never thought that 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 way as far as it being Josh possibly, but yeah, it makes sense. Neither it did could I. Be. What did What did you think of the ending, Adam? Oh, I love it. I for me, I'm a big fan of tell don't show in horror movies. Yeah, I think that a lot of things lose Gear. its luster mm-hmm. for me when it shows like. One that comes to mind is the Insidious movies. Mm. I think those movies are creepy as hell, but as soon as they show that like red guy, I, I just lost well, interest. They, when they show the red guy, it's creepy until the end when he they well, show when him they, in, when in they his like, workshop. Yeah, when he's like a character now. <laughs> yeah. Well, when it's when it's like oh now you see him. When it's just his when, face when he, he just pops up here and there because it's unexpected. Yeah, I that's think it, like, I mean then that's like a jump scare. Yeah, more of a jump scare you know, type thing. What I, the fuck was that? I can't think of too many movies. None off the top of my head that Inspector Gadget, bro. <laughs> they show that, Professor or whatever his name, Doctor Claw. Yeah, you never show him in the cartoon. That's they very they true. show him like right in the beginning too. Yeah. It's like here he is. is it like uh, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Um, I can't think of <laughs> talk about Inspector many Gadget. movies that don't show anything at all, yeah. and I think that's what makes yeah. it so unsettling. I mean, we've we I'm Actually, echoing a lot of things. Usually in screenplays, right? It's you're it, you're told that the, the first seventeen minutes you need to induce, introduce all your characters, whether yeah. they're they're told they're talked about or you actually see them. So yeah. it is. It's kind of like anti-classical. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I love it. I love that they don't show a witch at the end, like coming towards the camera like that. I think that would have ruined it completely. Yeah. yeah when yeah. it doesn't yeah. match your imagination, I think it takes part of the scare out of it. Did well, you watch? That's, yeah, that's a good point. Did you watch Unfriended, Adam? No. 
No. Okay. It, it's like with a uh, Stephen King talks about. I don't know in what in one of the things in one of the various things where he has talks spoken, a lot. Yeah, where he's spoken, where it you know he talks about horror and 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 terror and all that stuff, and he he talks about like the different stages of it and how you have something that's scary, you have something that's uh, terrifying, you have something that's horrifying, horrifying. And um, one of the things he talks about, and it's funny because I, I, I don't know where to place this interview in terms of uh, his works that have been adapted to film or not, but he talks about, he says, anything that I show you will never be nearly as terrifying as the thing that you've made in your head based on what I've told you about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says, so that's always going to be scarier. You yeah, know, that's true. always going to be more terrifying. But then, you know, in, in the adaptation of it, it's a giant spider monster <laughs> thing. You know, it's just like... It almost took, I almost wonder if there were multiple endings to that because it seems like they had to try to embody yeah. something other than a fight with a clown well and and that's and that's like the the whole ian told us like in the book it's not even i mean it's a giant spider but he's like an alien from another world another dimension either way he's an alien Uh that's not it's not even really like a spider no it's not it's whatever oh no no it's whatever you fear he said in the book he sorry he is a spider he's a giant spider that comes down and the kids (laughs) the kids (laughs) form form together to make a giant turtle to fight the spider (laughs) in the book yeah, no, the po- in the in the in the book. Yeah, I've read the book. Oh, uh, the kid. <laughs> Whoops. The kid does the battery acid thing with his inhaler. That's like before the spider stuff. Spider. Yeah, he's, this is battery acid. You slime. Yeah, that's when he's I still never saw it. It's all imagination thing, no, but that's really. how they defeat it in the in the sewers in the book too. They they like like load up on asthma shit. Oh. <laughs> They get all hopped up on asthma. Yeah, they go like they go like witch hunting with up on asthma, asthma guns. <laughs> no, so but as asthma? I remember, I mean, I don't remember tortoise, but but yeah, that that I, I read, I read it. It's funny ago, that so. you know you have that line come from, and like you have these reveals that occur, whether they're from him or from people adapting the work, where it's like, really, that's what you know yeah. the thing was, and yeah. To play to play on that point too, it's not it's not just horror. I mean, that's how oh, yeah. we, we uh, like subconsciously how we decide whether or not we like a lot of things, right? If you take something like Harry Potter, yeah, people who read the books who don't like the movies often don't like the movies because of some way a character looks, yeah, sure. yeah. right, or or some mm-hmm. association where like that's not how I pictured it in my head. I don't like it, yeah. so it can also play into you know whether or not you like a film. Yeah, no, that, that makes not a just lot horror, of sense. but any film, right? That makes well, a lot then of sense. everything for the most part that Stephen King has done when it's been adapted to film has been cheese ball, right? Yeah. For the most part. Well, cause the guy's wackadoo and who I, I wouldn't want to be the prop guy that comes up with his monsters. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah. fuck, this is what I have to work with. This guy, this monster is incredibly ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And you see like, Dreamcatcher or Dreamcatcher. I, I love that Morgan, movie. Morgan Freeman. It's great no. until it just isn't. <laughs> it just stops being great. Yeah. Um, but you know, in some cases you have the ability to do it. In some cases you kind of have to, like if your whole thing's about like, you know, like this dinosaur or whatever, you kind of got to show the dinosaur, you know what I mean? Like oh, yeah, that, Jurassic Park Jurassic would have sucked without the Yeah. Dinosaur. If it was just like, you always see like just a movie like, full of footprints, water, and water shaking, shaking and like jello shaking and stuff like that. A flash of teeth. Yeah. Just a flash of teeth, a little wink from a giant eye, you yeah. know, like something like that every now and then. Um, but yeah, anytime that you can, I, I think you're right. That's 
it, it's funny because in writing you are or like I, I like comic books. I don't know if you knew this guy. Like I like books? comic books, but in comics, you know, sh- show don't tell. Yeah, you know, uh, where here when it comes to like film and stuff, you know, if, if you can tell and don't show. And it depends know. on the type of movie, the type yeah. of genre. I mean, with a, something like this, I love tell don't show yeah with something like a slasher where you want to see you know jason every yeah. five minutes you want to you want to show a bit more i want to see him i want to see his yeah. cool night because i mean that's like a that's an icon but with something like this where it's more mysterious i love the mystery yeah i love that we never see anything we don't yeah. see if anyone dies who dies who killed him who set this whole thing up if it's a setup who you know we don't know and we'll yeah. never know and that's great i love that yeah that's the mystery. That's the mystery. No, I, I'm, I'm firmly in the belief that it was Josh. He tore his own teeth out because he was going mad. He was already acting psycho. Have, having, <laughs> I feel you, like Mike was the more psycho guy out of the group. No, but Mike remember go. right before Josh takes off, he goes like super nuts. Yeah, he does. He's that, like yeah, crying. He was like, he was like, like I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna lay here. And he's if like, I, if if you guys find help, just tell him I'm laying under this tree with the vine. Yeah, and then yeah. he like does the like a, pros- a prosecution on Heather. Yeah, and like torments the. Fuck out of her. Yeah. Are you about when she's like, he's laughing at oh, her. Oh, what? Here's your motivation, Heather. Like yeah. that. That was freaking devastating. I was like, damn, yeah. bro, stop throwing so much shade. <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> just be cool. Just be cool, man. So he. Was, I thought he was already going a, a little bit shining. Yeah. If it's you will. still like it's still weird to me, like how successful this movie was and or Norman, how iconic it was, and the dudes and the people who were involved in it and made it. Did nothing afterwards. I mean, they did stuff, but not yeah. anything notable. It's I know it's weird to me though. Like yeah. for them, like I think it, you <laughs> kind know, of pioneering this kind of like maybe like they went crazy film. Like they didn't really maybe make the anything witch. after. No, they they all made a couple of movies, stuff that I've never seen, but you know, maybe I've heard of. I think, and also, I mean, being so successful in such an unconventional way is not really a great way to prepare you for success I guess, yeah. Yeah. in Hollywood. I also read they got screwed on the profits, so maybe they didn't make that much money, and then Hollywood's like, hey. uh, that would That would deter me from making more movies. The like, real uh, Blair Witch. This movie that made $11,000 for every dollar that they spent, like, yeah. and you don't see much. Done. Goodbye. Suck James. it. That's what Evan's doing. Suck James. it. Suck it. Do you have a further killer dissection for us? Well, I or think, did we already kind of dissect it? Well, we did. We did. Yeah. Cut it up pretty good. We already did our little slice and dice. Some things that I was I was reading that I found interesting just yeah. on the subgenre of of uh, the found footage. Um, Wikipedia like called together some some sources of what devices in a movie made mm-hmm. up the genre. And you know I'm always pitching. Don't try to define a genre because it's yeah. really impossible. And it is. Um, but there's some Here's stuff how it's defined. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like some people were saying like, it's gotta be first person, right? Mm-hmm. Which we've seen a lot of movies with, with first person yeah. that we wouldn't classify as found footage, right? You know, mm-hmm. like a maniac. Yeah. Um, surveillance footage, uh, mockumentary news, uh, news footage to me, you know, as I thought a little more about it, something that would you, I would say defines like the found footage is, is like a personal story. And obviously, that's why it seems like a documentary, right? But if you if you look at it, it's usually about capturing something personal, personal life, uh, project, or something or other. If you look at a lot of these these yeah. uh, movies, it's really about a you know a, a one person or small group of people. I'd say is a is a pretty big device. But I also found interesting is within the found footage film nowadays because it's become so tr- 
trendy or popular. They've got a breakup of the of two different subsections of found mm. footage. They have found footage and then pseudo found footage, mm. and that the the big difference that I was reading that uh, David Boardwell, who wrote like kind of the standard how to books on film analysis. Yeah, uh, he was he made made this wrote this great piece about. These found footage films, it matters a lot whether or not we are to believe that they've been edited. Hmm. And so what that means is something like Blair Witch, we are to believe that it's completely raw, unedited footage, right? Yeah. And that would be a found footage film. And then there are some uh, that you are, and I didn't, you know, I, I should have came up with a concrete example, uh, but maybe paranormal activity will, will suffice. There are some um, we are to believe are recorded mm. and then edited and were shown the edited documentary, mm. right? The mm-hmm. pseudo documentary. Yeah, yeah. And so it actually becomes a really big difference between the two because one, one, there's a fake movie being made for you. Yeah. Or two, it's complete raw found footage, right? So Boardwell goes on to classify it differently as found footage and then um, the unknown footage or something like that is what he calls it. Uh, because if someone's edited it, obviously you're not seeing the full, the full story. Yeah. And so I just found it interesting that found footage has become such a um, popular subgenre mm-hmm. of, of horror. You know, that uh, somebody said so, this is not my quote, but somebody said like the found footage film of the 2000s is like slasher movies of the 80s, and I was mm-hmm. like, it is. Yeah. I yeah. mean, and that's it's it's shown because you have you now have different subgenres of the subgenre yeah and and where it fits in and you know people are thinking about well if someone's edited the film then you have to start thinking about who's showing the film and yeah. what that means who's showing the fake film right and what yeah. that means about the fake film yeah. like a paranormal activity or something yeah it's like i mean we see that we see um like i don't know if you even classify it as horror but you have like cloverfield right um, you have the uh, Cloverfield. See, in that in that section, I'd say is more like Blair Witch, where it's supposedly like canned raw footage, like just raw. Yeah. Where uh, a different version of that is, you would have um, VHS, where like VHS yeah. is like you know like the framing device in it is the people find these like VHS tapes and they're watching it, and obviously they're VHS tapes, and it's like they've been arranged in some way mm-hmm. for for you. You know, it, by the people in the movie, or it, even like early John Cassavetes movies of like fifties or sixties have a little bit of a found footage idea because he's recording footage in the movie, mm-hmm. and you see him with a camera, but then you also see the movie that he's making. Mm. I wouldn't exactly call that a found footage, but that's the idea of well, you're actually the story is also about the guy behind the camera. Yeah, yeah, interesting. It's kind of crazy to think like I was thinking about it when you said uh, how like sl- like found footage is like the sl- like slashes of the eighties like it kind of just plays into like our culture though and and like in the eighties a lot of people I mean there was a lot of stalkers Richard Ramirez yeah stalker. like like, yeah. like, like Manson was like fresh that. on the mind so like slashers and stuff like that were prominent because that's what people feared mm-hmm. but now like because we're in such a digital age and we record everything and all stuff like it almost makes more sense that like in the 2000s that were like found footage is almost scarier because it's like oh everybody has access to video cameras mm-hmm. and so you can see it happen you can you can catch everything on a video camera yeah yeah it's, same with like home invasion too yeah 
Well, I think home invasions always kind of existed as a thing. I think that's something we've always been afraid of. Yeah, yeah. but I think it's most people. I think it plays. I think people didn't worry about home invasion until maybe the late '80s until now. Like, I mean, because of the night stalker and things like that. Like, people yeah. would break in and kill people. But like, I think now people are just so effed up that like they don't give a rip. Just, yeah, like whatever, home invade me, kill me. Whatever. What's well, just like the all the. Um, well, I've got what's the the purge movies? It's just like, yeah. Oh, yeah. like I, I get it that it's like a unlocked time of no rules kind of thing, but like, even when there's like, if somebody told me like, hey, for twenty four hours you don't have any any rules, I'd be like, cool, I'm gonna I'm gonna go steal a TV, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like I'm gonna go kill somebody, like I don't know, that's just that's just me, yeah. I'm gonna go yeah, that would not be somebody. my my first thought. Would not be that it would be probably financial gain, yeah. 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 Can I get some cool shit? Honestly, and my, some Twinkies. My yeah. first thought would probably be like, "Fuck, how do I get out of here?" That and like I plan a vacation like Canada or something around that time, and just be like, oh, "Have at it." I've boys. never seen yeah. so confession. I've never seen any of the Purge movies. Neither uh, Adam I. has. Adam really? seen all. all of them. I saw the first two. I haven't seen the latest one. Oh, you haven't seen. Uh, is it the entire U.S. It's or is U.S. It, okay, because yeah. it's like the new founding fathers is what the like who are in control of gotcha. the government and do this. Donald. Okay. Maybe. What if it's a prediction? Is it prediction? That's we've had enough horror. We don't need to go into it's, more horror. Okay. Oh yeah, I'm gonna drop this on okay. the purge. Isn't it weird to think that that is a sci-fi movie because it's futuristic? Damn. Is it considered a sci-fi movie, yeah. not a horror movie? Well, yeah, because it's in the future. Sci-fi. Is it? Horror. It's a future version of the U.S., not an alternate version or anything. It's the U.S. is degraded into the state. What year does it take place? I don't know, but. Another fun fact: the purge well, takes place on, on my birthday. Oh, in the movies on your birthday? Yeah. Oh shit! Happy I don't know what that birthday. means. I'm gonna purge you. All right. Your mom purged you on that day. <laughs> That's true. I'm just making I'm sure jokes she purged on the you. But hold on. What does it matter what year it is in? Do you think that it is happening this year? No, like you said, it's a, it takes place in the future. That's what yeah. makes it a sci-fi thing. So I was just wondering if it. T- like, oh, I didn't know I if the see, movie took place in present day, right. according to the movie, gotcha, okay. or if it took place like in the future. Okay. Here's a question about that. What if when the movie is made, the movie is set in the future, but then as time goes on, you surpass the point in the movie that it was supposed to be? Like Back to the Future? Like, <laughs> I, I, yeah, exactly. Like, does that movie then stop becoming sci-fi? Because it's no longer set in the future, but it's set in the past. And no, it's I, now a period piece. I, I think... I think you take year it was made and year it was set in. But. It's hi-fi is history fiction. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hi-fi. Oh, nice. I like that. I like that. Uh, high fidelity. Mm-hmm. But 1984, I'd still call futuristic. Right? Yeah, even though even though it was like not the not ago. the book or the movie. I'm talking about the year. Oh, the year. Well, when yeah. Yeah. when time VHS resets, that'll it'll be futuristic again. Yeah. There you go. We're just gonna hit the reset button. Well, that's that's what we got. I think for the Blair Witch Project here. Uh, I mean, unless anyone has any last. One, two, three. Yeah, I got a, I got five, final four. thought. Final thought. Yeah, uh, unrelated to the Blair Witch. Uh, I'm getting married, and I just wanted to know if Evan would be a groomsman. Oh, oh shit! I'm, he- I'm heading Damn. in a celebratory cigar because I'm also pregnant, and it's his. Oh, it's a boy. You don't have a butt, baby. Oh. You told me you were wearing a condom. <laughs> that- I broke it. <laughs> he rips it <laughs> he off every time. <laughs> you just use the latex ring because uh, you know. <laughs> For all of you, yeah, no, no, for all of you who can't see us right now, I was handed a stogie. Yeah, there's a there's a fine, a, just a flaccid. That was cool. I leaf I, leaf. 
I was not aware of this. That took me by surprise. I'm yeah. I'm getting for clipped. I promised uh, Stephanie I'd do it live on air. And then she's like, oh, great. She's like, what do you mean live, though? This is recorded. <laughs> recorded. I was like, good point. <laughs> You're marrying a good woman. <laughs> she's pointing you. Yeah, it keeps me, keeps yeah, me grounded. Keep you honest. Keep you honest. Um, cool. Yeah. Dude, I'm excited. I feel all I'm special. Excited, man. I'm so special. It's going to be a good day for I'm you. I'm excited. I have to lose weight now to fit into a suit. <laughs> Oh Is no! So we're just... going shirtless. Oh, oh sweet! Yes. Even better. Gain weight. Take lots Gain of pictures. <laughs> Gain weight. You want to be the biggest one there? <laughs> yeah, you're the I best sh- man. Best sh- is biggest. I Come on! Sh- I'm not the best man. I'm a groomsman. Oh, groomsman. There you go. Yeah. Thanks for getting my hopes up. <laughs> Sorry about that. I want to get. I want to get stretch marks up my whole body. There's, okay, there's... so you can't be the biggest one there, but one of the biggest ones. Well, you know, we can do whatever we want. <laughs> You could have whatever you like. Oh, this way Except my wife, though. Um, well, can't, can't have her. It's before we go, too bad. Um, we're gonna tell you about what what we're gonna do next time here. We're gonna do book of um, shadows. Yeah, book of shadows. No, um, we're gonna Bob, do Baba Duke of shadows. Baba du- dude, my Baba Duke book is supposedly finally being Shout shipped to me. No, 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 this, this needs to be a running joke, by the way. At the end of every show, we want an update. Okay, it's six weeks away, guys. Six weeks guys, away. Only six more months. Six more months. He apparently got an update that it was <laughs> like done. They're shipping. <laughs> they're shipping it soon. Yeah. Is this they, the, they, like the real book? Yeah. I mean, obviously not like the like they released it when the movie you. came out. Yeah. And he ordered it. And next it's still not. Or no, no, they didn't next release podcast. it. They were gonna make it. The book has been stitched together, <laughs> and it's out packaged. of human flesh. It's packaged. That book is gonna have like a fucking curse on a it. A waiting dude. tape. Yeah. <laughs> when when I come, I better like find it like just on my doorstep, like like in 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 the movie. It's got to be a thing where I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. No no outer box it. either. No, no. Just exposed to the element during rain time. Definitely during rain times. <laughs> rain um, time. Well, that's, that's two days a year in this this Southern California. Exactly. It's true. Uh, next time we're Life gonna. Life is hard. Next time we're gonna watch a movie. Uh, a lot of people uh, regard it as like horror classic, a sci-fi classic, even. Uh, Phantasm. We watched the 1988. I think no. I'm sorry. Se- ni- no. 79. I was like a decade. Old. That seems a 88 says sequel. I think I was looking at the, the runtime, which was the later? minutes. Yeah. Eight minutes. <laughs> wow. Uh, 1979. It was made in the Phantasm. year 88. Um, Don, Cos- <laughs> Don Coscarelli, right? Yep. I Don Coscarelli. He did uh, Bubba Hotep. Directed. Really? Yeah. Which one? Same guy. Bubba Hotep. Okay. Yeah, Bruce Campbell. Bubba Gump. Oh, that's great. Bruce Campbell plays a Elvis impersonator. Or the real Elvis. You don't know. It's unknown. And, I mean, he is Bruce Campbell. And there's a there's a black man. Oh, he's in a, he's in a retirement home. Yeah. Okay. And he, there's a black man there also who thinks he's JFK. Mm-hmm. Oh. And there's a they dyed him that color black. And, and there's a mummy that how it's, does he the mummy is sucking souls out of uh, old retirees' assholes. Yeah. Through their farts. Huh. Yeah. It's a great movie. <laughs> Can it's, we watch this movie? It's really honestly cool. I'm gonna, honestly let's... honestly really entertaining movie. Mm-hmm. Not not bad, not mm-hmm. scary, but good, good movie. There's a there's a string of Bruce Campbell movies that came out for a while. What was the other one? Um, the Wait. alien one with the brain when he has the brain. It, there's Alien Apocalypse and Man with the Screaming Brain. That's right. Yeah, Man with. The I had all of them at one point. I don't have them anymore. I I do. I have both. I've not seen Alien Apocalypse. It's terrible. But I'll tell you, it Man sucks. with Man with the Screaming Brain, which I think was written by Bruce Campbell. He shouldn't write movies. No, no. It's it, also not. It good. didn't go well. No. You shouldn't even write movie titles. <laughs> well, the, the 
yeah, the cover of it was like him, and he had like a gigantic like Brussels butt. sprout looking bra- brain. Yeah, it looked like a butt. Yeah, that's he awesome. Sucked the soul out of his head butt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So next time we're gonna do Phantasm. So find that and watch it if you don't already have it. I'm sure, you can find it. Angus Scrim, one of the best screen names ever. Aka the nice. FedEx guy that used to work for it, that used to come to our, oh, work, yeah. of our work of employment. Then that was Angus. <laughs> Uh, the tall man. Yeah, um, you know I'm talking about Adam, right? Who? The, the FedEx, FedEx guy. guy that Grump- used to come to our store. The white hair, grumpy hair. no smiles. Grumpy he used to no call smiles. you. He used to always ask you if you were related to Bill Clinton. The old guy with white <laughs> hair was a FedEx driver. The guy that still comes. Sure, I don't know. I don't work there Tim? anymore. Tim. Yeah, yeah Tim. Yeah. Got Let's give us out treasures out. for you. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There are some who call him. Tim? Tim? <laughs> we call That's him the him. tall man. Yeah. You know Big Jim comes to my work every once in a while? Oh. Uh, still, still running trucks into the dock. Does he still <laughs> Does he ask you about how to, his mom can work his Apple TV or something? No, uh, but he does bring his iMac and ask no. me to plug it in. <laughs> um, all right. We <laughs> usually like to leave you on some killer lines. So if you've listened to this, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry to my mom. My dad, everyone, I'm sorry. This is happening. Mm. Sorry. My favorite killer line is, I gotta put my jeans on. This has been a production of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Exclusively at stuffandthingsnetwork.com.